And welcome to episode 31 of the Lace Up Podcast. I'm Steve Ellsworth. I'm Brett Dubuff. And today, round two is complete. We'll uh, briefly touch on that before uh, previewing the Eastern and the Western Conference Finals. And in the case of the Eastern Conference Finals, talk about what already happened in Game 1 and what we think is going to happen the rest of the series. And also, the teams that are now out of the Stanley Cup playoffs, what do they do uh, this coming off season? And uh, even touch a little bit on... Uh, Guy Boucher's uh, first impression with the Senators media. That'll be uh, later in the podcast from yours truly. But uh, first, a quick shout-out to all the players past and present in the NHL who have uh, donned the number 31, uh, 231 of them to be exact. So it's a long list. Uh, 31, like number 30, is a big goalie number. Uh, apparently, Tony Amonti, who is not a goalie, in 1991 with the New York Rangers, he wore number 31. Interesting fact there. Um, but like I said, a lot of goalies, uh, that wore number 31 and Ed Belfour actually in 1989 with the Hawks, he wore 31, but, uh, he wore number 20 for a good chunk of his career. Um, but, uh, Tim Shevelday, um, a few years, uh, one year with the Red Wings and one year with the Bruins, he got a couple of 2031 seasons, um, he, he wore number 31 as did, uh, Jerry Cheevers with the Boston Bruins for three years. Um, uh, and, and like, like I said, a, a lot of big name goalies, uh, Grant Fuhrer, of course, uh, he wore that number for a good amount of years. Uh, in 92 of the Chicago Blackhawks, Dominic Hasek wore number 31. Interesting stat there. Guy Hebert with the Mighty Ducks as well. Um, Corey Hirsch didn't really last too, too long in the NHL, but he had uh, some good years uh, in junior hockey. Curtis Joseph, who can forget Cujo, he wore number 31. Um, and, and a lot of goalies today, Freddie Anderson, Eddie Lack, uh, just to name a few. Uh, Pascal Leclerc, a top three pick back in the day, top three, top five pick. Um, in his years with the Blue Jackets, he wore number 31. Um uh, Bob Mason with the Washington Capitals in, in the 1980s. He wore that number as well. Um, and like I said, a lot of modern-day goalies, Antti um and um, just just looking at the list here, Jacques Plant with the Bruins in 73, he wore number 31. That's interesting. Oh. Um, but, of course, probably the biggest modern-day goalie today, Carey Price. Uh, he wore number 31, as uh, still does today. Uh, so okay. to all the NHL players past and present who have uh, donned the jersey number 31, this podcast is for you. And now, it's time to lace them up. Here's Brett and Steve. Um, all right, let's. Uh, I have to do the social media stuff now. I sometimes forget to do that. Uh, so first off, iTunes. Um, if you haven't already, rate us on iTunes. You just go to the, you know, just go to the iTunes store, search up "Lace Them Up," um, and make sure you know five stars. If it's if it's anything less than that, then you know, I don't care. Um, uh, then there's also, you know, tell your friends as well. Um, G- Gmail, 
Uh, mail is uh, laceupbag at gmail.com. If you have any questions or feedback that you want to tell us. Uh, yeah, like uh, me overlooking the fact that I forgot to mention Billy Smith and Ron tugging at my list. Oh, that's <laughs> that's stupid of me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, again, um, if uh, or if you actually want to ask us, um, you know, a question, we... Yeah. You know, we like Always to talk about, email. we want to talk about, but we want to hear from you as well. So yes. by all means, send any hockey related questions uh, our way as well, or uh, Facebook and Twitter, we're also on there. Yep. Uh, well, I was about to mention that. Uh, yep. Facebook, uh, Lace Them Up, um, and Twitter is Lace Up Podcast. Lo- Lace M Podcast. Lace M Podcast. Um, at, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, because like I... I run both the Facebook and the Twitter accounts, and I always yeah. <laughs> I always mess it up. Um, and yeah, and then you're probably listening on SoundCloud, which is fine. Um, but yeah, we're on SoundCloud as well. Um, all right, let's get going. Uh, so we were going to do the preview of both the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals, but uh, the Game 1 um, of the Eastern Conference Finals, the, the Pens and Lightnings have already started, there's a lot of things that happen in game one, um, so we can, uh, we'll, we'll address that, and then I guess we'll do, like, predictions or something like that. Um, but, so Bishop, uh, is, the biggest takeaway from game one is that Ben Bishop is injured. Um, it looked really bad, it looked like it was, like, a leg injury, like, some kind of calf, maybe it was left calf, I think. Um, but it looks like he's considered day-to-day, probably not going to play uh, for now, but um, that was the one headline. Um, and then there's a couple of pretty bad hits. Uh, one of Callahan on uh, on Latang. Callahan on Latang. Um, and it's being reported that Callahan's not being suspended for that. Which um, I think is absurd. Yeah, me too. Um, I was surprised he wasn't, like, I think, like, all the articles I was reading and all, like, everyone on Twitter and Reddit were just saying how, like, um, how it was the dirtiest hit. It looked a lot like, um, like, the, uh, a couple years ago when, uh, Patrice Bergeron got concussed by the hit where it was just, like, a no-look hit kind of thing. Yeah, and, and, and you know, they're, they're saying Latang didn't have... You know, if if you're making the argument that Latang didn't have possession of the puck, he got rid of it like half a second before the hit. Yeah. His back is still turned back yeah. to the boards, and he and it looks like the stick makes contact with the head, and he just drills him. He doesn't let up. He just goes right in, and he finishes his check. Yeah. And Latang's in a vulnerable position. I would think Ryan Callahan would know that. And you know, if you if you wanna you wanna send a message, you, you know, and and you hit your guy. Then there's a time and a place to do that. I don't think that was the right time, the right place for Ryan Callahan to make that hit at all. And Latang was pretty dazed. At least he, at least he got up in his own two feet. But he, you know, he, you had two guys, one on each side, to you know, you know, watch over him in case you know he slipped and fell. Because he, he you, you, I, I don't know about you, but I heard the hits, just like the noise of yeah. the hit. And it was loud. It was. It sounded like a crunching hit, and yeah. he looked visibly dazed right after. It took him a good couple of minutes to really get back on his feet. So the fact that's not at least a three game suspension, not not even a three game suspension. He didn't even get anything, or even 
really that much of a yeah. phone hearing with the NHL uh, is, I think, nonsensical. Yeah, you give him five minutes. Uh, you give him five minutes. He didn't even get tossed from the game. He just got five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think that that was ridiculous. But I think, I think it partially had to do with the fact that Latang wasn't injured or yeah, uh, d- d- yeah turned out to be okay. So I think I think that was factors in. I don't. I think honest, that was a factor. Honestly, yeah. it might factor in a lot more than people think. But still, it's all about setting a precedence and sending a message. You're not sending, you're not sending a yeah. precedence or sending any kind of message by not dishing out a suspension for that. Yeah, and I I agree with that. Although at the same time, I know that like I feel like I was like I saw this like picture um and it oh, of the hit like pre hit it looked like um Callahan was definitely trying to injure him. But at the same time, Latang could have moved a little further to avoid the hit. Um, so I don't know. It's it's kind of um, yeah. I think it, it did look bad though. Um, and then yeah. another another hit that was that also looked pretty bad was Kunitz hit on uh, Tyler Johnson. Um, yeah, it was like I- a knee to knee. It wasn't as bad as the Callahan hit, but it was still pretty bad. Uh, Tyler Johnson continued to play afterwards as well, so that's probably and, and, all, again that's probably why. Um, didn't really get yeah, much of a get anything, with but the NHL. And, yeah, and, and, and yeah, my my dad actually was talking to me about this, and and it, it, I I said it looked like Kunitz, you know, was was trying to get out of the way, or Johnson was trying to get out of the way of right. the hit, but then I saw the actual knee on knee contact. Yeah, there is knee on knee. It was yeah. like right on knee on knee. And so I thought, you know what, you can make a case for a suspension there. But they, 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 they elected not to suspend him. So. Yeah. Uh, and again, Tyler Johnson, fortunately for Tampa, he returned and uh, in the second period. So, yeah. Um, but so yeah, good, that, news for, good news for Tampa in that regard. But I'm surprised that Bishop is, is only day to day. Maybe they're just staying yeah. as optimistic as they can, keep their opponents guessing. Well, they when said... You get, when you get stretchered off the ice, yeah. I don't imagine... It's. It looks very good for Ben Bishop. Yeah, yeah, it is. Especially the way he reacted. Yeah, it it did. Uh, it did look pretty bad too. Especially looking at the replays of it. Um, I would. I would say though that I mean, they did win game one. Vasilevsky looked pretty good. Um, so it's now like the battle of the backups. Um, with Matt Murray and the other net. Um, I'm not sure if actually, I feel like uh, Matt Murray may not, like if, I feel like for game two and the rest of the games, it's going to be a lot like this, where there's just going to be a lot of questionable hits, a lot of injuries, um, which is going to be interesting, but um, I'm not sure. And all this dangerous stuff happened on Friday the 13th. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially with, um, you know, uh, Malkin and Crosby have injury issues. Stamkos isn't back yet from injuries. Flurry is uh, still he's on the bench, but he isn't injured yet. Um, did you did you see the tweet by the Columbus Blue Jackets? So they went back to like a tweet from either it was December eleventh of oh nine or or uh, or more likely or December ninth, twenty eleven, uh, where they said Stephen Stamkos will play tonight. And Columbus responds, wow, um, <laughs> th- on Friday the 13th of this year. 
So yeah. they basically went deep into the Tampa Bay vault to found that tweet, and they just responded to it. And Tampa <laughs> tweets back, oh, don't you get involved in this. <laughs> and yeah, so Tampa has to tweet back and yeah. said, for those who saw that last tweet, just look at the date and take a deep breath. Keep <laughs> calm. And, uh, and uh, the, the back and forth of some fan replies to Columbus, You're, that tweet was almost as funny as your season. <laughs> and to which Columbus Twitter account replied, "Hey, we had a pretty good year on Twitter." So yeah, it, Columbus, it, 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 the Columbus uh, never ceases to entertain us on social media. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I was about uh, to getting, say, yeah. getting back to the series of uh, Vasilevsky versus Murray. This is the fourth time I believe in Stanley Cup playoff history that two twenty-one year old or younger goalies have squared off one v one. Well, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think this is either the thir- the fourth or the fifth time it's happened. I think it's the fourth. Yeah. Um, according to the NHL's uh, Twitter account. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's an interesting uh, thing to keep in mind. Uh, another thing to keep in mind is if Tampa goes up 2-0 in this series, do we see Marc-Andre Fleury? I see Matt Murray getting the call for game two, but I think if they go down 2-0, even if Matt Murray plays lights out and they lose... Uh, I think there's a chance you see Marc-Andre Fleury in Game 3. Yeah, I was actually about to ask you this question. Um, I would say, no. yeah, I I think you're right. I think if Murray continues to struggle, um, even if if he plays okay um, in Game 2, but they lose, then I think you see Fleury back. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if he, I don't know if Murray has solidified his uh, job, the job, Right now, although of course, what he's done so far in the playoffs has been impressive, despite Game One. Um, but yeah, so I, I think Flurry Flurry's chance is close, but yeah. I don't I don't th- I think they're gonna give it give him uh, Murray another chance. This is Mark Andre Flurry's team, and the yeah. only reason Matt Murray is playing is because. He has been on such a roll. He has taken Pittsburgh this far, and they're going to roll with him until basically he starts uh, to no. burn out. A little <laughs> bit. Well, and, yeah. and they go and they go with the guy who hasn't played in yeah. about a month that they think <laughs> will give him, uh, you know, some extra giddy up, some, right. some extra strength. Because down the line, when everyone's tired, you got a fresh guy that hasn't played in a month and is eager to make an impact. Yeah, that that could be just what Pittsburgh needs. So yeah. again, that's if they lose game two. Even if it's close and in overtime, and Murray plays decent, I, I think you see Flurry coming. Yeah, in. Yeah, I th- I think so too. Um, so game one was it was impressive that the Lightning won without Bishop and Stamkos and Strawman. Yeah, um, the, the bigger question is they won that battle, but are they going to win the war? And that's right, right. I was about yeah. So I was about to I was about to ask you this. We're, we're reading each other's minds then. Basically, yeah. So uh, what is your prediction? Uh, for the rest of the series, like you see, Lightning winning this series, you see the Penguins winning this series. Um, for me, I think the Penguins are still gonna. I think the Penguins are gonna pick it up. I feel like this is like, uh, like I feel like the Penguins should have won Game One. Um, but I like this is gonna be a this is gonna be a test for them. For their mentality, because I mean, this is—I mean, besides Crosby, Malkin, uh, these are a bunch of guys that haven't really played in the—you know—in the playoffs. Um, 
Although, so I don't know. I feel like this is just a test to see how they do, like how they do for, um, you know, in terms of adversity. So I, I, I say, I'm going to say it's not, it's not going to be easy. I'm going to say pens in seven. I'm going to say like the Tampa Bay Lightning win in seven, even if Bishop, even if Bishop uh, doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to hinge a lot on who wins this series. It's going to hinge on the stats of Ben Bishop moving yeah. forward. That's, I think, what we can all agree on. Yeah, I feel like that's also a shame, too, because you always want your best, you know, the best on best. Um, yeah. So, like... Um, so, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that that's true. I think a lot of it hinges on Bishop, but I think, I also think that just the fact that Stamkos is out, Strawman is out, um, for the near future, at least. I think if Tyler um, Johnson was also, was also missing time, then I give a slight edge to Pittsburgh there. <laughs> um, but it, if they can cope with, yeah. with the loss of Ben Bishop in some way, um, then it's then it's advantage Tampa Bay, but I, the games two and three it goes without saying they're going to be key because you look at Pittsburgh they lost game one in overtime to mm. Washington then they won three straight right and yeah they, that's they I'm won uh, game four in overtime well that's what I'm so, saying this is a this is a test for their like to see how yeah, um, their result their resolve their resolve exactly and I I think like yeah that was a game that they should have won I felt like they were just playing very slow very safe. Um, they didn't really, like, try to, um, you know, thread the needle, as they say. But, um, so I, I expect the Penguins to be better. Um, I don't know. I feel, I feel it's, this has kind of been a theme so far in our, for our playoffs, is that you're, you don't believe in the Penguins, and I'm, like, a full supporter of them right now. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think this is, I think the Penguins, um are the team to beat here um, in these in these playoffs right now. But yeah, um, and, and, and that Kessel-Bonino line, Hagelin, uh, yeah. like it was in round two, they're going to need to, they're need, they're going to need to come up big again. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the impressive, I mean, we're going to talk about the eliminations in a bit, but I mean, that was the impressive thing was that cross like against the caps, the Cros- Crosby, Malkin, they didn't really score that often. It was all Hagelin, Kessel and um, uh, Benino. So, and also, like, uh, Connor Sherry's been good. Uh, Brian, Brian Russ has been good. Um, so, they, they have a lot of depth, too. And so, they don't like just imagine, like, if Crosby and Malkin get going, it's going to be a scary looking team. Um, and also, I, I think the other thing before we go on to the Western Conference Finals um, is the. Uh, the uh, the this is like these are both very fast teams, yeah. Um, and I I don't know I think that it's just kind of like showing that this is the trend of hockey in the future. Um, yeah, where it's and, not and, it's and not Glenn, like Glenn it's Healy not on, on CBC. Uh, yeah. I think it was said this is going to be a track meet from start to finish. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's not. I mean, other than that Callahan hit, there's not really that many uh, physical guys on either team. Um, but yeah, yeah it'll so. be interesting to see how much animosity in game one carries over into game two yeah. through the rest of the series, how much more we see of that. All right. And, and you can be sure the refs are going to be paying very close attention to what happened in game one mm-hmm. and really set the message 
And I hope they really send a message as to what is tolerable and what isn't because you don't want this series getting heated and getting nasty because yeah. that's when it doesn't become fun anymore. It doesn't become hockey. Yeah. And you want a best on best. You want both teams playing entertaining hockey. You don't want any head targeting of any sort <laughs> every shift. So uh, yeah. you can be sure the refs are going to want to tighten things up, and they probably will. Um, all right, so um, let's get on to the next uh, topic. Uh, so the the Western Conference Finals, that um, yeah. So these are two teams that won their game seven. Historically, have been known to collapse in the playoffs, and now at least one of them is guaranteed a spot in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, so I'm of course I'm talking about the St. Louis Blues who beat the Dallas Stars in Game Seven, and I and then the uh, they're playing the San Jose Sharks. Um, who beat the uh, the Preds, the Nashville Predators, in Game Seven? Um, a couple of days later, I was kind of surprised they didn't play yesterday. This is recorded on Sunday, so they're going to play a little bit later tonight. But um, it was it was kind of weird that there was like I was so used to watching hockey or basketball these past couple of weeks. And then there's just like nothing on on Saturday when they could have played on for like basketball. I understand, but like they could have played yesterday. But I don't know. I guess maybe it's just a scheduling issue. But um, either way, um, the Blues and Sharks play tonight on Sunday. You'll probably see the game one when it. Um, you guys will see it. Um, uh, We'll be uh, we'll miss it, but we can uh, preview it. Um, so uh, yeah, I think in terms of this, I think the Sharks look really good. Um, I know the Blues also look good, but the something that uh, just in terms of the fact that the Stars with without Sagan, without um, and having very bad goaltending. They managed to push the Blues to Game Seven, and I think that's that. Like, I feel like that shouldn't have happened. I feel like the Stars overachieved in that sense. Um, so I think I I give this edge to the Sharks uh, because of that, um, because they're a better team than the Stars are. But yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Um, what are your opinions? <laughs> well, I, I've said it many times, and this is the final time I'm going to say it. I'm probably going to say it several more times yeah. until they address it. Their defense and their goaltending eventually bit them where it hurt. And in Game 7, you wanted a big goaltending performance out of Kyrie Lattin, and you got it in Game oh, 6. Oh, you're talking about the game seven. <laughs> And in Game 7, when you need your goalie to step up, when you need your defense to step up, they did not. You make a goalie change, and yeah. by the time the second period rolls around, the Blues are all, have already pretty much locked that game down. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, you, the previous three game stones between uh, the Blues and the Stars all went all went to overtime. This one didn't. And by the six-month score, it, you could tell easily who who took advantage of their chances and who didn't. And Brian Elliott, you know, there made a, lot of, a few risky gambles. Um, in that game, but um, 
You know, you look at the Nikushkin, the that chance to tie the game at one, yeah. and he hits the side of the net. That was huge because St. Louis goes on to score later to make it two to nothing. And then any chance of them getting back into that game, uh, Elliot comes back uh, from behind the net and, and makes a ridiculous pad save. So um, the Stars had a couple of chances to get themselves back into it. They, they had opportunities to get back in it. They couldn't. And the Blues just pretty much did. They didn't let them sit around. They just went at it. And yeah. they locked it down. Well, the and Sharks, the Sharks Preds game seven was even worse than what the Stars did. The Preds, oh yeah, the Preds didn't even score. Um, so yeah, both and game were, sevens they were weren't sloppy great. With, with the yeah. puck, like Mike Fisher, who who scored a lot of, uh, who, who came up big in, in key times uh, throughout the postseason and throughout the second round, um, just. Um, you know, thought to, that one of his teammates would be behind him, and he just threw it, and it leads to an odd man rush, and I believe that led to the five nothing goal, and yeah. and uh, and Shea Weber, I think, uh, goes uh, tries to level some somebody. I think it was Don Scoy he leveled, yeah, and that leads to like a two on one, four on one for San Jose, and whenever you get a four on one, you expect a goal to happen, <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, um, so. Again, just sloppy defense by Nashville, and San Jose was able to capitalize. And I, I was telling a couple of my buddies, I said, if San Jose starts off game uh, game seven like they did game five, it's theirs. Yeah, and, and, and that's they exactly did. what they did. Yeah. Um, so do you? So I think. But I, I'm I'm glad in 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 the sense that the Preds forced seven games because yeah. um, they, they they showed a lot of resolve, a lot of resilience, and. Uh, they they've got a huge team, but but uh, Pecorine, you, you saw him lose his cool there, smashing his stick oh, and yeah, tossing yeah. his side after that fifth goal. He said, you know, as you get older, you know, you look at your chances like the one we had, and 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 you think to yourself, this this could have been our year. Yeah, this could have been our year to really go deep, and and I don't blame him because you yeah, the Kings have, and the Blackhawks are up. several times. You don't have the Kings in your way. You don't have the Blackhawks in your way. You don't have the Rangers in your way. This was absolutely Nashville's year to go deep. Yeah. Um. So let's let's talk about the Sharks Blues matchup instead of the yeah. eliminated teams, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. Um. But uh, I think this is actually this will be an interesting matchup between the two. Um. Because, like, I mean. Both goaltending has been superb. Both, um, um, you know, Tarasenko has been okay. He's shown he's shown uh, some flashes of what he can be or what we know he's capable of. Um, but then the Sharks have a lot of depth, which I think yeah. will override them, um, which is why I think the Sharks will win this as well as I feel like Dallas is uh, worse. I feel like the Predators are a better team than the Stars were. Um, and I think, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say Sharks in like six. Because um, you also have, you have to think that the Sharks just have a ton of depth in their forwards with uh, Thornton, uh, Couture, Pavelski, uh, Ward, Donskoy has shown up. Um, uh Tom, Tomas Hurdle, um, I could go on and on. Brent Burns, um, so I think I think just the Sharks have so many more weapons 
whereas the Blues just have Tarasenko um, and Shannon Kirk and Pietrangelo. 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 I, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You'll get it eventually. Yeah, Pietrangelo. Um, but, um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I feel like the Sharks just are a better team. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I could, I could also see the Blues making this close, though. So that's why I'm saying in six. Well, you, you look at the Sharks' road records throughout the regular season. Yeah. I've alluded to this in the past. And, and you wonder how much of an advantage do the Blues really have considering they have home ice because yeah. the Sharks seem to do well on the road. Yeah. Uh, even though in their previous series, the yeah, whole team won every single game. I was about to say, uh, it didn't work out that way last yeah. series. It didn't yeah. work out in the last series, yeah. But you're, you're going to... This is really going to be a seven-game series from start to finish. I really believe these two teams are going to push each other to the brink. And yes, Logan Couture had 11 points in that second-round series against the Preds. He's looking real good. He's got yeah. 17 points in the playoffs total. Uh, and Joe Pavelski has been their top sniper. Yeah, he's like a superstar now. Yeah, but uh, and as much as I want Marlowe and Thornton to finally get to the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, a part of me also wants the St. Louis Blues. Like I wouldn't yeah. be upset with either of these teams going to the Stanley no, Cup Finals. I agree with that. When you consider it's been, I think, decades since the Blues last made it to the finals. Yeah. The Sharks have never made it to the finals before. Yeah. And this is the closest they've come in a good amount of years to do that. Yeah. Uh, um, so I'm going Blues in seven. Okay. Because you you look at um, you look at the Boston Bruins, I believe it was who won. What was it? Three game sevens when they won the cup in 2011. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Three we, game sevens. Three game sevens. Yeah. Blues have already won two, and there was. I, I was checking the ticker before Game 7 against the Stars, and it said Jake Allen was getting the start. And I don't know if it was a matter of Ken Hitchcock playing mind games and Allen and Elliot were aware of what was going on this entire time. Right. Or, you know, there was actual consideration. Wait, Jake Allen's playing? But he playing? went to Elliot instead. And I thought, oh. good, because this is Elliot's series. This, oh, is yeah, his yeah. this is his ball. You give it to him and run with it until he falters. And he's always been able to bounce back in these playoffs. And I think he's going to except, be the reason yeah. the except, Brian Elliott has been unreal. Yeah, except he didn't look great at uh, that game six. But yeah, I agree. Elliott's been looking really, looks really good. Um, the uh, So I was just looking at the uh, season uh, season record that these, these two teams have played against. San Jose, uh, they played three games. Um, and San Jose beat them two to one um, in those three games, but um, so but uh, I know that means nothing. But um, and I think I was like looking at the for the Pens and the uh, Lightning. The Lightning won like all three of their games, but you have to remember that that was back when um, when Mike Johnston was the Penguins coach. So uh, this is a different team. So you can't really do that for that for them. But for this, this is why regular season numbers are sometimes overrated. Yep, yeah, exactly. Um, but um, the uh, yeah, I I th- I I know what you mean. I think the, the Blues do look impressive. I'm still I still just think that the Stars aren't that great of a team. 
And I feel like the just the fact that they could be they were able to make it to game set they were able to push the blues to game seven without Sagan yeah. and without a good defense and goaltending. Um I think that just means like just that the Sharks had a tougher road to go through. Um so I think that's why I'm giving the edge to the Sharks. Um, is, but you're right, though. These are like two teams that have historically choked in the playoffs. Um, like I think I was reading the statistics that the Blues they made the playoffs 25 years in a row, never once making it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, so, but uh, which I I mean I don't know if that's like a common knowledge for hockey fans or not, but. Um, I thought that was, uh, inter- that's, that's how cursed they are. Uh, they're the older team. They were in the original 1967 expansion. Um, and the Sharks were a little, <laughs> a little bit later. Um, and I think in nine, some, I think in the 1993, maybe. Um, but, uh, I'll have to double check that. But, uh. What stat are you talking about? Well, when did the Sharks... Uh, conti- when did the Sharks franchise start? I think it was 92. 92 it was around the time, uh, real, just shortly before, shortly after the Sens joined. Um, but yeah, early, early 90s. Yeah, that sounds about right. 91, 92, 93. Um, I mean, yeah, it's not, it doesn't really matter. I just... 91. This is their 25th season, I believe, in existence. Yeah, I just checked. They're founded, they were founded in 91. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, for me, I always have a, I have a soft spot for Joe Thornton. Um, yeah. He kind of got me interested in the Bruins. Um, so, um, so I hope he wins the cup. I also kind of, that's why I'm, all, I'm also rooting for a Penguins-Sharks final, because either way, Kessel or Thornton win. And I just want to see the Bruins media explode because that's been the biggest critique for those two players from Boston media is that they can never, you can't win a cup with those players. Um, but, uh, so I just want to, on the other side of the coin for sense fans, you could see Brian Elliott versus Ben Bishop provided he's healthy in the final. <laughs> oh yeah. That's good. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which we kind of contemplated uh, yeah. in, in the several episodes prior. We didn't actually think it would get this far. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of funny that we're both rooting for former players of our teams, which we probably shouldn't be. Yeah, but, and, um... <laughs> and, 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 and and both these western uh, western teams, they're under the assumption, I think, that you know, basically, it's now or never for Pavelski, uh, for uh, Thornton and Marlowe, It's now or never for yep. the St. Louis team, the way they're built. It's now or never. Yeah, because they're not going to look like this forever. True, I I think I'm more yeah. I mean, I, I'd be happy if either team won the cup, um, but I, I don't know. I think the Sharks are the better team. As much as it would be interesting to see Kessel win a cup, yeah, you know, Crosby and Malkin have already had their time before. <laughs> even though they've only won it once, they've yeah. had their time before. I'd like to see someone else win. Yeah, uh, no, same I could... with San Jose. I would I would be happy to see either one win but yeah i i i mean i i get that reasoning um the penguins have won the cup the most recently of well, these not 14 the most recently uh, of the team still standing you're right 
Yeah, that's what I, that's what I said of, of these four teams. Yeah. Um, granted, two of them haven't won the cup at all, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. I I think like the Penguins don't deserve it compared to the other t- um, the other teams, but um, I don't know. I th- I think they're the better team though. I think the uh, I don't know. I always like the idea that like the best player should be on the best team. Um, so that's kind of why I'm like, I'm also rooting for the Penguins. Um, but, uh, all right, let's go to the rapid fire. So, uh, 